Peace and love, everyone. Uh, another episode here of the Mind, Body, Energy, and Balance podcast. Uh, audio and everything good? Mm-hmm. Oh, can you hear me? Yes, I hit I my... Why this thing blinking? <laughs> the microphone, I hit it and the, it started blinking. I don't know if that was a pause or what. But anyway, yeah. welcome to reality podcasting, y'all. Um so, Mind, Body, Energy, and Balance, I'm your host, Samut, uh, and I'm here with my producer extraordinaire and co-host, Flaw700. What's up, Flaw? Hey, what's going on? Happy Father's Day to the fathers out there. Absolutely. Happy Father's Day, y'all. Let's celebrate that. Before we get into it, uh, I want to open the uh, episode, as we always do, giving praise and honor to those great ancestors upon whose shoulders that we stand, uh, all technology, all civilization uh, attributes created by the ancestors of African people. We give you great salute, honor, and praise uh, for it were not for your wisdom, your healing, your care, your uh, tenacity and ingenuity, we would not be here. Ashe, ashe, ashe. Mm-hmm. So it's a Father's Day weekend. It's a Juneteenth weekend. And I know that's dating this episode, but uh, it's historical. You know, we got to like make sure that we keep everything in order and add historical documentation to what it is that we're doing. Juneteenth weekend. Did you do anything for Juneteenth, Flo? I do something every year for Juneteenth since. Uh, it's June- your birthday. Well, no, no, no. Um, I don't. There was this big thing, like this big boom. Like there have been mm-hmm. some that have been educated on Juneteenth since, uh, you know, the beginning mm-hmm. of time. But then there was this big boom, like two, three years ago. I don't know if you noticed it, where everybody mm-hmm. seemed to know about Juneteenth, and right. everybody was doing something. Mm-hmm. Whether it was just we're going to just buy black today, we're just going to do something mm-hmm. black today. So Juneteenth mm-hmm. has been a thing for the last three years COVID when I think it was around the COVID time where everybody got right. to Juneteenth um, mm-hmm. so one of the many things that uh, I I do is um, we buy from black owned businesses we only eat black owned business like food um, mm-hmm. I might go to Alamaze uh, you know downtown mm-hmm. and buy a platter and, and you know buy a shirts but you want to I think we want to keep that same energy if that's what mm-hmm. we're doing um because the counterpart of juneteenth is our july 4th and right. a lot of times right. a lot of times black people get criticized because they celebrate july 4th and in a mm-hmm. sense technically i'll be honest black people do not celebrate july 4th what they celebrate is a day off that's right now you what, better talk about it and <laughs> what that being said is it wasn't until recently that a few uh employers started to give off their workers for the juneteenth some mm-hmm. people do still. Some people still have to work. Mm-hmm. Fortunately for me, uh, Juneteenth mm-hmm. was one of the kickers as to what motivated me to want to do my own thing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, forgetting honestly, like working on Martin Luther King Day was one of the things where I was just like, "Wait, a minute, what am I doing? Something's ain't something's not right here." Um, so Juneteenth has been um, a motivating factor in my journey. One of the motivating factors in my journey to celebrate it, to not work on mm-hmm. that day, to do whatever it is mm-hmm. I want to do on that day. So right, yeah. 
And June, so Juneteenth has been playing a part in my uh, life for the last few years. So mm-hmm. I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. You're welcome to all, all right. the June, to all the people. June, yeah, my birthday, Father's Day, Juneteenth. You're welcome. This is a it's a month. whole weekend vibe. I yeah. mean, it's all right together. Your birthday, born day, flaw. Let's all yeah. say happy born day to uh, flaw seven hundred. Yeah, we need you. some thank kind you. of sound effects, clapping, cheering, some old stuff. I'm pretty sure I got <laughs> something. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All hold right. On, hold on. <laughs> oh, it's got something. Can you hear that? Hey, yeah, I can hear it. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, well, for Juneteenth every year for the past few years, like you said, the last three or four years, it's kind of like really been become, really been a, um, you know, on people's minds. It's kind of like really present. Uh, New Jersey, I think, was the first one of the first states in the recent time to uh, make Juneteenth a state holiday where you're off. And then, you know, the federal government says you could be off for Juneteenth. And for those people who are not sure what Juneteenth is, um, after um Lincoln declared that um, captured Africans, us in this country, were so-called free from uh, indentured or um, chattel slavery. Um, uh, Galveston, Texas, the plantation owners in Galveston, Texas, did not tell their um, um, people, their so-called slaves. They just kept them working for two years. And finally, um, uh, a uh, a United States Army general ran, uh, uh, you know, marched into Galveston and said, "Listen, we understand y'all are not following what has happened. You know, these people don't have to work for y'all for free no more." So they told all of the, um, you know, captured Africans, the slaves, that you are now free. And that was two years later. The general came in on June 8th, June nineteenth, and thus became Juneteenth, uh, June nineteenth. 1865 is the is the recorded date. Uh, so that's what Juneteenth came from. But here in this area, I have long been uh, involved in our um, African history and African cultural uh, community dynamics. And um, so for the past four years or three years, uh, I have been the presiding um uh, libation holding space for our African spiritual cultural list um, within uh, this region. So every year I open the Juneteenth celebration here by pouring libation, by making sure that those present, um, no matter what um, hue and what ancestry, that you understand that you have to tap into your ancestry and bring it forth and celebrate your ancestry. So it was a busy weekend for me. Um, in terms of of the Juneteenth celebration, um, because it had they had a kickoff, then they had the big festival, and they had several lead up events as well, uh, sponsored by the African American Cultural Collaborative, ran by our fabulous sister Latarsha uh, Burke. Uh, we all grew up together here in Trenton, and she's doing some dynamic things with her uh, cultural nonprofit, for real. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, uh, some people are talking about now Juneteenth is becoming um, co-opted, though, because, you know, uh, all right, let's just keep it 100. It seemed like, you know, black folk can't have nothing just to themselves, you know, and so (laughs) and so people are like, well, this is about 
our freedom, why is it so many other communities, ethnic groups and whatever? I look out on the audience, not me personally, but this is what I've heard, you know, people discussing. Look out and it's mostly other people that's out here and not us <laughs> celebrating Juneteenth, you know? And um, we have to really be cautious about using a few terms. This may be controversial for some, but, you know, I'm just going to, I have to keep it, you know, a hundred in my perspective, in the way that um, I understand life to be controversial terms. We have to be very careful about wholeheartedly assuming and using the term people of color, because that gives permission and indeed really benefits other communities. When people say that they have programs or they have funding for people of color, if you go and check who they've shared that funding and those programs with, the majority of the time it is not foundational Black Americans. It's not us, the people who all of these rights and, you know, um, you know, all of this fighting and all of this marching and all of this, you know, these, um, you know, pushes that we've made to have equal respect, equal opportunity, um, equal, you know, resources in this country. The resources are not really going to us Black folk, Africans born in America, people who say our ancestry is African you know, no matter how long we've been here. So the term people of color is being transmuted and used as a balance, if you will, or a, you know, relief for the corporations and the federal organizations and the, you know, the municipalities and everything say, well, we've, we've contributed to, you know, the minority or the people of uh, color. Here it is. And it's all folks of other, you know, ancestry, right? And no shade to them, but the reality of it is there is an intentional, um, you know, cutting out and, you know, uh, overlooking, pushing to the side, not caring, not giving to our community, foundational Black Americans. There's an intention. And another term that we need to be concerned about adopting so, um, so um, so easily is diversity and inclusion. Because diversity and inclusion sounds fabulous, but they don't have to be diverse and include your black behind. <laughs> because the term is broad and general. Diversity and inclusion is wonderful, but we need gatekeepers. We need eyes on the ground, if you will to see and make sure that we are not being excluded from, you know, these uh, opportunities in the guise of, well, we've given to, we've, we're diverse. We have people from this community and that community and this community and that community. Yeah, but you ain't got no black folk. You ain't got no foundational black American who fought for all of these changes and these so-called rights and equality to happen in this country. Ain't nobody coming to this country getting benefits that's not standing on our backs. 
And I've said that a few episodes. I will continue to say it forever and ever because it's the truth. So we have to make sure that we are recipients, you know, of all of these, the funding and the beneficial programs and stuff that will help um, us not have to bootstrap businesses and, you know, fair housing, beautiful housing and access to whatever good and quality resources that we help to build in this, these here United States, as they would say. So just be careful about wholly adopting. You know, I remember I was on a committee. I don't mean to be so long-winded, Flaw, but it's just a stream of consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was on a committee, and um, it was several of us on a committee, uh, the committee, all uh, foundational Black Americans born here, ancestry here for, you know, hundreds of years or whatever. And the uh, w- uh, one of the participants on the committee wanted to include uh, people from a very suburban region. That's a code word, (laughs) you know, primarily, you know, um, white American region. She wanted to include um, their ancestry in this decidedly African ancestry um, event that we were doing. And so she was using the term people of color, Oh, we can bring in people of color. And so I'm listening and I'm listening very intently and carefully as to what she's saying about including these people of color. And so I asked in the meeting, I ain't make no friends that day, but let me just say, (laughs) (laughs) I asked in the meeting, I said, well, excuse me, ma'am, what do you mean by people of color? Like, what does that term mean? And she was like, oh, well, you know, people who um, do not have um, white ancestry or don't um, profess themselves to be white, I mean, people of color. I say, okay, that's I, I hear what you're saying. So can you expound what are the people of color? And then she began to name um Asian people. She began to name Latino people. She began to name people who were biracial, but, you know, did not identify with one side or the other. And again, no disrespect to any of those people. I love everybody, but I can't love others more than I love our own. And the truth be told, when we put the magnifying glass up, Hell, you don't even need a magnifying glass. Just look out the window with your two eyes or four of them if you wear glasses like me. (laughs) And you can see the, you know, the real um, challenges that foundation, foundational black Americans in this country are having. So we have to love and include everybody in our love expression. But you must, we must feed, clothe, and take care of and uplift and secure the people from our backyard that look just like us. You know, it's just not even up for question. And anybody who questions that is really about your oppression. Mm-hmm. Anybody who takes offense to that is really about, you know, you know, you not getting the notice that slavery is ended. It's no slight to no one else, but there's a song, God bless the child who's got his own. God bless the child who cares for his own. And to me, that's what, you know, that's what it is all about. So the Juneteenth celebrations are going on all over the country, which is great. We just have to be mindful that it becomes and it stays, you know, 
African foundational Black American centered and not be co-opted by, you know, these various, um, you know, communities or these various initiatives that say, well, it should be about people of color, which was not the case in Galveston, Texas in 1863 or 1865, folk out there working black as night, the people of color was the color. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's my only thing that I caution us about, you know, we're doing great, but we just need to stay ahead of it in terms of the Juneteenth piece, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really yeah. Uh, all you can do is continue to have the conversation and, you know, piggybacking off what I said earlier is that you don't want Juneteenth just to be the cookout day, which is, what, right. you know, what we had July 4th for. Like, we, we know what July mm-hmm. 4th stood for. Um, but at the same time, you know, you still have, you know, some people who won't stand for the national anthem, still won't have you people who just celebrate certain holidays just for having off from work and the cookout. Mm-hmm. But what Juneteenth right. is, you know, what I'm taking from you is, uh, we understand that Juneteenth is now a day off for some and it's a celebration, but let's not forget what mm-hmm. the celebration is about. Um, and right. if you fall asleep at the well, they'll take it. Right. And right. it'll just, <laughs> it'll turn into another day on the calendar and the kids that come after us will just say, hey, Juneteenth, and not know anything about it. So, yeah. Right. Don't... Uh, Take your eye off the ball. Take your eye off the wheel. Take your eye off the road. Uh, we must mm-hmm. remember what Juneteenth is. And I brought that up because, like I said, COVID, during mm-hmm. COVID time, I remember what we were doing. Right. It was an energy. It was mm-hmm. uh, this black entrepreneur selling this only by that. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. black business is selling this. Only eat there today. And we did that. But do you, do you know how black folks are? Year right. two, year three, yeah, it kind of falls off. Year four, year mm-hmm. five, it kind of so we have to keep that same energy. And I hope to see that energy uh this uh coming Monday. And also, just to piggyback off what you were saying too, like when you said, mm-hmm. you know, we love each other, and this is a previous episode, but we don't trust each other. Right. So right. it's so related to the black business because what do we always say when it's time for, you know, when the, if a black establishment messes up an order of ours? Oh, my Lord. We're so quick to tell, the, you know, tell the world how right. bad, but we, we never talk about the time. I asked right. McDonald's for no onions and they gave it to me anyway. Or, right. you know, the time they gave me cold fries and I had to talk to a manager to get fresh fries. Um, right. But if a black-owned business one time doesn't make the order the way I say, we take the social media and we bury them. Um, mm-hmm. So the reason why I bring that up is because there was a big surge, like I said, three years ago when it comes to Juneteenth and celebrating black businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, continue to support those black businesses. I hope you get what you ordered. I hope you get good <laughs> customer service. But what we have to do is, you know, the same way we, you know, handle business anywhere else. Talk to a manager mm-hmm. politely. Hopefully the manager can uh, resolve things and go about your business. But poor mm-hmm. black business does not need a social media post. So you go, yeah, I went there too. And no, mm-hmm. we don't need to do that to each other. So I want to see if the energy has changed is because something has happened. We're either distracted Mm-hmm. Or um, you know, we just—it was one of them things, one of those adrenaline rushes where people heard about Juneteenth for the first time. Because you could tell people right. didn't know what it was, so everybody got excited. Yeah, black, yep. black, black. But this is an every year thing. This is an mm-hmm. everyday thing. That's if you, right. If you kept, if you keep the momentum up, 
um, you know, you you will see that energy. So I'm waiting to see how we'll mm-hmm. react on this Juneteenth day. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of the celebrations were um, yesterday or over the weekend. And, you know, again, it's, I don't care if it's a cookout every year, if it turns into a family cookout every year. You know, to me, that's all good as long as the, there's some acknowledgement of why we are off and why we are cooking out. You know, well, that's um, like, yeah. Even get, yeah, go ahead. Go I'm ahead, sorry. Dave. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like July 4th. They'll always. You know, mm-hmm. throw the American flag in there. Let you know this is about independence. Enjoy your food, but they'll let you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. meaning behind July Fourth. So we have to, like, like you said, continue to mm-hmm. you know put some type of message out there. That's right. Mm-hmm. We do. So we got to stay on it, just like our culture. Uh, all in all, you know. Yeah. Another um, uh, um, celebration is um, Father's Day. So, um, you know, I was looking at some history of, um, you know, family, black, the the black family. Right. So let me um, let me um, start off by saying that um, the black family, um, any family is the foundation upon which wealth, which healthy, strong, vital um, communities and villages are built. The family is the foundation. The family, in fact, is um, uh, the first corporation. You know, it's the first cooperation and it's the first corporation. So if you don't have a viable family unit or viable family units intact, then the chances of taking your place alongside the elite, the wealthy, the strong, the vital communities that make up a country, that make up a village, that make up a world are very, very minimal. You know, it is the same formula that has worked in time immemorial, and it's the same formula that's going to continue to work. The family unit is the way in which you create successful, sustainable family, wealth, uh, health, and legacy. Now, knowing that is the formula for foundational Black Americans, and I keep using that term because that's different than a lot of, that, that puts things kind of in perspective. Foundational Black Americans means that our family lineage built this country. We were here been here for hundreds of years, if not thousands of years, you know, foundational. So with the intention of destroying the foundational Black American family structure, it began in slavery. There uh, is a a gentleman named, last name um, Raves, and we can look it up and include it in the video aspect of um, our podcast here who died in 1958 from slavery, but he had 200 children because he was a breeder. He was a stud on the plantation in South Carolina. And he was isolated to only be a breeder. No connection to the the women, the girls, or the children that he you know, the women that he um, bedded and the children that came from those um, connections. 
you know? And so he died in 1958. We could put the history of that up, like I said, uh, through the video um, aspect of our podcast, which you'll find on our YouTube channel. But there has been an intentional destruction of the black father in the home, the greatness of who he is, the beauty and the love and the necessity for him within our communities. It's intentional. Right up from 1817 or whenever, all the way up to yesterday, to today. You know, Black uh, fathers, African-American fathers, foundational Black American fathers are the endangered species of the world. Of the world. Because he is the protector and the provider of the women and children. And if the women and children do not have a protector and and, and provider and the love of a man who is unto himself a man, then she is, the children and the women are fair game for the other predators of the world. And that's the, that is the, you know, undisputable truth of what is happening. I'm taking a pause so you can share, Flaw, or are you just like... <laughs> no, I can... Over the years, I've heard and experienced, like, um, I saw this one post yesterday, and I don't think I completely agree with it, but the message is the message mm-hmm. where if the dad can't afford the children, he goes to jail. If the mother can't, can't afford the children, she goes on welfare. So they've right. built this division between, you know, the mm-hmm. man, the black man, and the, and the, and the family um, mm-hmm. to where, oh, if you want this place... You can't bring a man in there with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, so where does the man go after that? In a sense right. like that. Uh, personally, me, the generation of that I came up in, mm-hmm. as as young men, you know, I had a child, you know, 17, 18. I was 18 when he was born. Mm-hmm. And I already knew that I wanted to be in his life because of what previous fatherhood Show to us. So you had a collection mm-hmm. of people born, guys born in the 80s, looking like this ain't it. And this is not what we want for our kids whenever we have kids. Mm-hmm. And I think for some, it kind of, it didn't condition us to love anybody else, but the, right. but the journey of being great fathers. Cause right. I, I had to sit back and go, well, well, when when was I going to be passionate about being in a relationship with a woman? Right. Right? I'm only mm-hmm. passionate about being a father because of what we lacked. So we kind of go after mm-hmm. what we didn't have. We wasn't talking about I can't wait to be a great husband. Right. I can't wait to be right. a great partner. We what we never we didn't talk about. It. We said I can't wait if the opportunity right. presents itself. I'm going to make sure I'm in my kids life. What does that mm-hmm. look like? What does that mean? You don't mm-hmm. know. You're just now you're at war with a father figure that wasn't there. Basically, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be better than my mm-hmm. dad. 
I mean, you listen to my dad. So the division, yeah, I understand about the division that you talk about. It's something that you think that it's not there, but it is there because at at one time when the families mm-hmm. were separated, it caused so it caused so many ripples to happen that now you're holding on to what you think is, uh, you know, what you what you value, right? But when you value this one particular thing, you lack. You can mm-hmm. lack other things. And by the right. time you figure it out, you're like, well, how do we get here? <laughs> now, how do we That's fix right. this? But, you know, it's up for, you know, people like us, um, you know, my generation to have that conversation with the generation now after us. Because what it is, it what is it that they want? So we're already far removed from uh, man, woman and child and one roof. Right. Because mm-hmm. our generation, we didn't give that to them either. Some of them. There's a lot of married black people in the world just like you said don't let the news for you mm-hmm. but they right, won't show you right, that right but they won't show you right. that so if they don't show you that technically it doesn't exist right because what only exists is what they keep throwing in your face that's right so you go what do the kids want now it seems like kids mm-hmm. don't even want <laughs> children <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. that's that's now the the next step they mm-hmm. do, they want less responsibility they want less of everything and they want to, and they want to do less. So uh, every every generation, there's a different challenge. But it all came from the domino effect of the man being separated from the home. And now, what family looks like today is whatever they can think of. It looks like it makes them happy, and that's I think yep. that's where we're at. Still, right. no, still no structure. Still, mm-hmm. you know, how many questions? And, you know, the podcast, podcasting is great. With mm-hmm. every podcast, we're all generally having the same conversation. Because mm-hmm. of where we're at, we're all kind of lost. Mm-hmm. Because of how it broke down before. When, like you just said, this guy had 200 children as a breeder. It yep. was, that was a recipe for disaster for us. Yep. Was, mm, and there were hundreds, hundreds of brothers who were isolated to be breeders, you know, who, you know, were put a bag over their head and a bag over the woman's head or the girl's head. You know, the young girl, she could have been as soon as she started getting her period, she was up for to be, um, you know, to be um, impregnated. And if it was her, if it was his sister, his mother, his dear auntie, it did not matter. They would just make him and push him in the room and say, get in there, you know, and and get it or, you know, you're going to get killed or she going to get killed or whatever. And that brutality um, is a DNA memory. Like there is the first cell of humanity that was the first cell is still within all humans. That's science. That is metaphysics. That is physics, not just metaphysics. That's universal law. Cells, nothing can be, matter cannot be destroyed. It can only be recreated and transmuted. So the ancient memory of the trauma is why we have kept, keep producing the trauma, you know, and the exclusion and the destruction of the black family is because there is an ancient wound there. There's an ancient, ancient wound there that we have to heal. Um, There is no man on the planet earth greater than the black man. There is not. All other men are fabulous and in their own right, but there's no man who is as magnificent when he's in his manhood for real 
than the black man. It's just not, it's just, he's, nobody else compares, really. Well, I agree. You clip that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, I hope you do I agree. agree. <laughs> um, and, and just like, you know, we were saying, if we need a reminder, let's just say, mm-hmm. let's just say you need a reminder. I think that mm-hmm. um, the assassinations of Malcolm X and Martin mm-hmm. Luther King, yep. um, the Black yep. Panther Party, whenever there was a time for a man, a black man to step up, they will let you know it's not happening. And they'll tell you, yep. yeah, we did it. They'll, yep. they'll tell you, yeah, Martin Luther King was, a, uh, you know, it was a hit. It was a yep. it was a job. It was a CIA. It was, mm-hmm. it was this. They'll tell you that. And mm-hmm. but they know that they can control you with fear so much. They'll look you in the eyes and tell you, yeah, we did it. And the message is don't don't step yep. up. Stay in line and do, and do, right. and do what we tell you to do. Live That's live right. this life. And just any one of y'all try to put these families back together, it's going to be trouble. Mm-hmm. Um That's so, right. And then you know, fast forward once again, the COVID era. We had a whole slew mm-hmm. of cops killing black men and boys. Um, mm-hmm. and we all would sit around and wait and see, and they'd be like, not guilty. And then we would it would it, it's a control factor. We have to control yeah. them to let them know mm-hmm. that you know, we can get away with this, you can't. The big mm-hmm. argument was, well, what about you guys in your own community? Stop killing it. Well, I mean, that could be true. But what also is yeah. true is we pay you to help right. us with that That's problem. Right. That's right. So That's you, right. you to turn around and, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody's defense is, well, you guys kill each other all the time. That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous argument because it is short-sighted as to what is really going on. Um, But the reality of it is, is that the police um, have never, the police were never created, instituted for black Americans protection. They were were created to recapture us, right? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Instituted and created to corral us and keep us in order, you know? And one of the things um, you know, my thing is, OK, we understand the problem. We let's be solution oriented. You know, we could rehash the problem. So many people have talked about the problem of, you know, foundational black Americans in our country. You know what I'm saying? We just could talk about it. Talk, But what's the solution? Well, the solution is move in silent within your tribe. You know, do what you need to do. Find like-minded people, just like we talked about a couple of episodes ago in terms of building your family wealth. And we're going to be having many more of those conversations. Not everybody in the tribe or in your family can you build wealth with. Same true for rest- same is true for restoring the family structure. One of the worst things is, is to highlight every move that you're making on this big brother dynamic, going back to, you know, this digital era that we're looking at, because I know within my spirit, this is um, this is the uh, same same scenario in the 21st century as the so-called Pharaoh looking for the Messiah. Who is it that has come to save them? Put it out there. Just give them a platform where they can share all of their greatness. And let's see who we need to take down. Move in silence. Shut up. Cut it off. Put it down 
and bond with your family and grow roots so deep that it don't matter if the onslaught come because another branch, another shoot is going to come up. Another seedling is going to come up. Move in silence with your tribe because they are watching for a reason. All of this visibility is to our detriment for real. Now we have those of us like us who are planting seeds of love and of healing and of togetherness and of, you know, um, you know, godly direction, positive, high spirited direction. But the majority of it is, you know, world star and some old, you know, nonsense. And that's to keep you confused about what you really need to be doing. You know, you got to put the situation, put these um, tell-alls down, the cameras and all that. You don't have to post everything that's going on in your life, especially if you have young boys. Because, again, they are in the crosshairs. Our babies, our young men are in the crosshairs. They are who we have to protect as much as possible. And so celebrating back Black fathers, you know, is really, um, we have to work through a lot of um, healing in his spirit and in our spirits as Black women. We have to work through a lot of healing and just do meditations and visualizations of seeing the men in our sphere. Because you can only really control your six feet, you know, your family extension of seeing the men in our spheres, you know, surrounded and protected and cared for and vital. And shut up. And just keep that healing energy to, you know, growing and flowing. You know, we got to celebrate our black fathers. Mm-hmm. You know, we right. can't. And it ain't about perfection. You can't be comparing your man to another woman's man whose situation was never broken at the DNA level. You can't compare him to somebody else's man. Oh, look what he doing. Look at the Latinos, what they doing for their family. Look at the Jewish people, what they doing for their family. Look at the African born continental Africans. Look how they all work together. Okay. What is it? Colonialism is different than chattel slavery. It's a mind assault. Nonetheless, it's a family structure assault. Nonetheless. It is a destruction of an entire people nonetheless, but it's different. The psychology is different. So we can't compare our foundational Black American men to no other man in the world. Indeed, he is, (laughs) even with all of the brokenness, he still is the emulation. Everybody want to be the swagger comes from this this soil right here and permeates throughout the whole world, right? I saw um, a a Joe Coy, who is uh, a Filipino um, comedian. And I like Joe Coy, you know, because I again, everybody's cultures, but he did his comedy show from the Philippines. And he said, um, he said he just wanted to, showed the world what was authentically Filipino. They was doing breakdancing and wearing their pants sagging. 
Not that that's nothing we want the world, but I'm just saying. They were emulating foundational black men. And I was looking at it and I'm like, y'all going to just let him get away with saying that? That this is authentically Filipino? It is not. <laughs> Unless, you know, somebody from the Bronx went to the Philippines and got breakdancing and bought it to the Bronx back in the 1960s or 70s or whatever. That's a, so I'm <laughs> that's a can of worms. That's the biggest for me. That's the most that's mm-hmm. the biggest can of worms is that uh-huh. what we created in hip hop is the biggest hip hop. Like you, you, you put hip hop next to real estate when it comes right. to the foundation oh, of, um, you know, generational wealth and building businesses. And we and we don't own it and we created it. It's like mm-hmm. they keep saying, like you like you said earlier, black people can have nothing. And it seems like all we keep doing is just re, re keeping invent, reinvent, reinvent. Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. we had in our hands before we knew it, hip hop, it is now. So when you say mm-hmm. the Philippines or anybody, this is mm-hmm. all they do. The, yeah. Car- the the Kardashians, the women, who right. do they want to look like? Yep. Any type of culture, who do they dress like? Who do they talk like? I'm in the mm-hmm. gym yesterday. And I mm-hmm. wanted to try out this new gym. Uh, I'm not going to say the name or where it's at, but it was, you know, yeah. pretty, pretty dope. And yeah. it was filled with everybody you could think of, no matter mm-hmm. what race was in there. But you know what they were playing? Mm. <laughs> Come on. It wasn't that one other. It was all rap, all yeah. rap. And it was inward this, inward that. Oh, but yeah. everybody was there. You yeah. get what I'm saying? So it's it's crossed over. Like the gym had a DJ, you know, mm-hmm. and they were celebrating their new facilities outside gym. What? Yeah, it's just outside gym, and they was even mm-hmm. on the grill. They were grilling. Joan what? Teeth? Joan Teeth? I don't know. <laughs> were they trying to sell a picture? <laughs> I don't know. But they had the grill. They right. had the DJ, and everybody. Uh-huh. It, everybody was feeling so good because mm-hmm. the music was blasting, and everybody was getting the pumping. All the young kids mm-hmm. had their shirts off. I said, give me give me a month or two. I'm coming. What you talking about? You good now, Flo. Listen, them 20-year-olds <laughs> and their testosterone is something different. <laughs> them 20-year-olds, <laughs> they are different. They, yeah. they are ahead of the game. They like they don't have to mm-hmm. catch up like you know, some of us yeah. did. Like, you know what? Yeah. They're there now. They're but basically hip hop and so just piggybacking off what you were saying about, you know. Just mm-hmm. hip hop and the break dancing and everything, mm-hmm. the graffiti, the slang, the talking, everything mm-hmm. we've ever invented, we own nothing of it. And mm-hmm. we just keep That's doing right. I mean, we have more billionaires than before, but what are we bill- yep. billionaires of? Sharing product with somebody else. I like these yep. guys don't really own these liquor mm-hmm. brands, these clothing lines, these stores, these they don't they're not hundred mm-hmm. percent owners. Own, or, you know, owners of anything, but hip hop was actually ours, and it's the biggest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next to real estate, because real estate has been here since the Columbus came and took it from the Native Americans. Real That's estate right. has been the biggest, you know, money maker in the United States since mm-hmm. it before it was called the United States. And hip hop, if you think about it, is the second, mm-hmm. it's the greatest thing ever invented, and it was ours. We yep. did that just just yep. because we just wanted to. Because of the poverty that we were in, and we just mm-hmm. wanted to have a good time. You know that better than me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I I just hear stories about how it started in the Bronx and how it just went from here. to th- It was the Bronx because they had nothing. Yep. Yep. Fires, welfare, poor, crack. Mm-hmm. And they created hip hop out of it. And yep. You don't even own it. And that's, and that's how we've done for centuries. Mm-hmm. It is the famous saying is necessity is the mother of invention. So our ancestors out there in the fields of Georgia and North Carolina and Virginia and wherever else pulling up cotton and tobacco and everything. And they said, well, damn, I'm out here. Sun up the sunset. It's got to be an easier way to do this ish. And they came up with the cotton gin which made the co- the capacity, the work that they were doing less backbreaking. And we can go from time immemorial to yesterday. The, even in this last century, who knew that the, the way the United States got to the moon was from black women. Yeah. The ingenuity of black women that they used to call the computer. The collective of black women who put the figures together to allow them to land, to fly up to and land successfully on a whole nother planet was created by black women that they used to call. These are the let's go to the computer. Let's go talk to the computer. Right. Black men, the brother who created the chip that or the the algorithm that created the Internet. It's us, you know, and not saying, again, people want to take shit out of context and bill you as some whatever, but it's ridiculous. Nobody is sliding no other people's contribution. We are just signifying, highlighting, and memorializing our contribution. And like my grandmama used to say, it's a poe dog won't wag his own tail. (laughs) You got to celebrate your own ish. You know, so the reality of it is, is we have to love our men. We just do. It ain't even a question. It shouldn't even be up for a question. We both hurt. You know, we both are, you know, under assault. And the technology, the trickonery, if you will, is to have black women looking outside of our men for what we need. That's the trick out. That's the trick trickery, right? Is that oh, look how they so raggedy, child ain't you know you can't do nothing with them. And true, indeed, a lot of our brothers are broken and need a lot of care, you know. But it's us, you know. Now, don't you? We can't permit people to just treat us any kind of way, but we can't totally give up on our men either. So we have to celebrate and love our black father for sure, not just on one day a year, but the black fathers who are really doing. And I'm going to end on this point. Recently, um, Mama Yoga Wellness, which is my brand uh, that provides um, courses and trainings to schools and corporations and such on mindfulness, wellness, nutrition, and everything. We were at um, Donuts for Dads Day Mm -hmm. here in the city of Trenton where one of the schools, shout out to Principal Paula Bethea. We love her. We've had generations of our children under her um, tutelage as the principal of Joyce Kilmer School here in the Trenton Public School System. She's also connected to our family. She and my mom used to work together. My mom um, um, uh, was her wedding planner and just like all the connection, right? 
Um, so she had donuts for dad's day, her and her staff at her school. African-American, foundational black American fathers. There was more than 60, 100 fathers at that event. Fathers, men, black men, there with their children. Where was the media? Right? Here in Trenton, where all they want to talk about is people shooting up, gang them up, or whatever. Which is really, across the world, the majority, the minority of what is happening. But the minority gets amplified so big that now you have in your consciousness that that's really what is happening all the time. But there was close to, if not 100, at least close to 100 Black fathers at that school celebrating their children and being celebrated. And I put them through uh, quite a yoga session, honey. Let me just tell you, they was not expecting it (laughs) because some of their pants was a little too tight, but (laughs) (laughs) they worked it out. I'm just saying, like, we got to celebrate the fathers who are doing well, who are good men, doing the best they can. We got to get behind them as best we can, you know, and celebrate and keep looking for the good in our our men because it's us. I went to a Donuts for Dads two weeks ago. My son had yeah. one, so you know multiple schools are having them. And first off, I was offended. Probably shouldn't Why? have been, but that's just me thinking. Because mm-hmm. um, because the flyer said dads or whoever can attend. Mm. Oh, they don't believe in us. That's my thinking. Wow. I think wow. like that. Meaning uncle, brother, because they didn't expect mm-hmm. the turnout. Mm-hmm. But then when we got there... I don't know if she was jiving or what, but she just was like, this is a bigger turnout than the mothers. <laughs> so That's how it was, too, yeah. at the school that um, it was a lot. Yeah. It so. was a lot of men. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, the whole whoever can attend. And then we could wrap up this Father's Day because I want to talk about one more thing uh, throughout this episode. But the <laughs> I know said we was wrapping up like five minutes ago. But anyway, um. The whoever can attend when it comes to asking fathers to come and celebrate their children or whatever, be present for their children. Um, You know, I I got into a bit of a discussion as, you know, I don't know why I got all this fire on me in this lifetime, honey. Mm. But uh, I got into a bit of discussion with some women um, because, you know, one of the women said, well, um, okay, happy, tell your husband's or your children's father's happy Father's Day. And one of the other women was like, well, I'm my kid's father, you know? And when, I think when women take that position, it's really a position of hurt, right? It's a position of, you know, disappointment and hurt when you say, well, I'm my kid's father. Because the reality of it is, no matter what popular media tells you, We all need the mother and the father. You just need the balance of energies, you know, and the balance of perspective and the presentation of what each, um, you know, person in their personhood can offer. So I was like, well, how could how could you be like you're not your kid's father? You may be double duty mama. (laughs) <laughs> you know, maybe the, your child's father is not available for whatever reason, but you know, that, that I'm my kid's father 
to me is spoken out of anger, of hurt, of disappointment, of, you know, being alone in your journey um, for whatever reason, raising your, your child. And I would just encourage us to move to healing away from that, because then you set up the next generation, which has been done, you know, to not revere, appreciate, respect, or even see the need for the father in, in your child's life and in your life as a woman, in your life as a woman, you know, so you, you know, it's Father's Day mm-hmm. for a reason. Happy Father's Day to all of the fathers who are fathers. And to the fathers, <laughs> and to the fathers out there, my energy mm-hmm. is this. And what time is it? Around like three, almost four. Who knows if you if you're already disappointed? Because we see a lot of, you know, they're just mm-hmm. going to give me a card, an empty card, or they give me a toolbox so I can fix something. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's your day. So plan right. accordingly. Celebrate you and mm-hmm. don't wait for someone. Because that was my energy uh, this week. Like I said, birthday, mm-hmm. Father's Day. I did what I wanted mm-hmm. to do. I didn't sit around yeah. and go, well, I just turned 40 and nobody mm-hmm. or not enough people. The expectations. Mm-hmm. Not enough. I didn't receive as many as I would like. Mm-hmm. Not saying that that was right. the case. Or the specific person didn't wish me happy birthday. Now nah, I'm miserable. It's your birthday. Yeah. It's yeah. your birthday. It's your, it's your father's day. It's you celebrating mm-hmm. a year. Um, the 365 mm-hmm. days that you, you know, accomplish as being a father, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's father's day. And that's right. You did a great job this last year. You did a mm-hmm. great job this last year to the fathers, at least mm-hmm. the fathers that I know. I don't know if they be dads. Um, mm-hmm. We all did a good job and just celebrate us together. Celebrate mm-hmm. you. And nobody should get into your into the way. I think that mm-hmm. um, a lot of times in the process of a black man being happy, mm-hmm. it's, well, what's he happy for if I ain't happy, you know? Right, um, right, right, right. And right. that could be related to things that have nothing to do with you celebrating Father's Day, but Mm-hmm. Toxic relationships won't allow you to celebrate small things on your own. You know, right. Like, I have to do this and with you. Or mm-hmm. you have to plan something for me. How do you know I want any mm-hmm. of that? Right. How do you know I want how do you know I want to go to this restaurant and eat that? You don't know. Unless mm-hmm. unless I told you. Or unless you know my favorite restaurant, you know, just says a few things, but we got to stop letting other people celebrate our lives for us. You know, I was asked mm-hmm. if I wanted a birthday party. I said, no, I don't want one. Yeah, we know. Well, yeah, <laughs> I was asked. No, I don't want one, you know? So, right, right. I'm well, I, I, go ahead, baby. I'm you know sorry. What I'm, saying? I'm, I'm good, but I am going to take the rest of this day. Mm-hmm. After we go to this pod, I was going to go to the gym, but I'm not. I'm going to mm-hmm. rest. I've been running all week. Yeah. And I'm going to rest and put some movies on. I'm going to relax. And that is celebration is too. Relax. That's right. You don't have to do whatever. Something. Whatever works for you is the celebration yeah. that you need to have. Absolutely. Yeah. So I appreciate having that, um, having that discourse about celebrating and loving our black fathers, you know? Um, so I want to take the time to let everyone know, um, you can follow me on Instagram at mama yoga wellness, uh, and follow our podcast page, which is my M B E my M Y like mama yoga 
MBE, mind, mind, body, energy, MBE. Follow us. uh, And that way you can keep up on the latest of what's happening, what's going on. Uh, For instance, I just created, uh, ordered more of my chakra healing and balance um, books. It's in a workbook format. um, And you can go to my link tree on Instagram and order it. Uh, You can also get it as an ebook. Um, And we want to make sure that we understand that our energy is what attracts, repels, protects, uh, and has universal life force, you know, submitting and assisting us with the things that we want in our life. And so the Chakra Healing and Balance Workbook uh, and ebook versions are going to explain to you how to use crystals, what the chakras are, where they're located, how to use aromatherapy, what mantras to use, what affirmations to use to bring your mind, body, and energy into alignment. So um, you can reach reach out uh, to my link tree there. Um, also, please go on to Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and like our show uh, and leave us a review. That will really be helpful. We are intent on growing our podcast and sharing this message. Uh, We have a lot of things planned, but most of it is dependent upon um, consistency and um, y'all's interest. So if we gain your trust, your interest of what we are sharing, then we can do more things like meetups and conferences and events, the Mind, Body, Energy show, um, gatherings and such. So we uh, want you to go and um, like our show, share our show uh, and subscribe, please. To let the algorithm algorithms know you want to hear more of uh, what we are sharing. Right, Flo? Absolutely. Share, 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 share. That's the biggest thing. Is sharing, um, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, I think um, we can end our show here. Yeah. <laughs> that was good, unless you had something you want to share, dear. I'm ready to relax. I'm ready to put... You ready to relax? I'm ready to put a movie on and relax. All right, now that is sure enough what's up. Uh, so listen, take care of yourself. Love one another. Care for one another. And remember to keep your mind, body, and energy in balance. Till next time. Peace and love. Mm-hmm.